Welcome to Bad Evening Business with your co-hosts, Mackenzie Hatfield and Riley Jennings. Together, we inspire future generations of changemakers. So listen as we share with you the stories of baddies breaking the status quo and doing extraordinary work in the world. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the podcast. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest, Ryan Horn. Everybody give a round of applause for Ryan. Hi. (laughs) Nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Ryan is the baddest of the baddies. She is incredible online. If you guys haven't met her already or seen her on Instagram, her posting game is out of this world. But she really, truly meeting her in person. Mm -hmm. She's the sweetest person to me. So I'm super excited to talk with you today, Ryan. Oh my God. That's so nice. Thank you so much. I'm (laughs) So excited. Me too. Um, Ryan and I actually met through WSU, which is the school that we go to. We go to. We kind of go we to. Kind of I go don't to. really go to anymore. <laughs> but at the time, we were both um, attending our classes together. But we met in, oh my gosh, when was it? Like 2019, I think. 2020? 2020, I think, because I had moved here. Mm-hmm. It was like shortly after I'd moved to Tri Cities, is when we met. And our boyfriends actually worked together, which we didn't realize until a little bit after. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. But yeah, um, I'm so excited. This is the first time Ryan and I have actually gotten to hang out because, which we'll talk about later, she was in New York for a little bit this summer. And then I turned around and left for San Diego. So we've had a hard time getting together because we've both been some pretty busy gals. So I'm very excited to dive in a little bit more to your career, personal, everything. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the past year especially has been so busy with like personal growth and self-growth and then also career growth. And so there's been so much, I have plenty to talk about. Which is great because we are going to be asking a lot of questions and kind of taking this podcast in a more relaxed way. We're just going to have open conversations about anything we want to talk about. So I guess to hop right into it, first things first, tell the podcast a little bit about you. So where are you from? How old are you? All that good stuff. Okay. Well, I am, obviously, my name is Ryan. It's R-Y-A-N-N-E. It's spelled like that, but it's pronounced like the boy, Ryan. Um, I have to tell like everybody that. I know it's in your Instagram bio. Yeah, so I always like giggle at that. It's in my Instagram bio. Um, so I was literally born and raised in Washington State. Just turned 24. This is my, um, what do they call it? Golden birthday? Yes. Yeah. It was oh my, my golden gosh. birthday. That's right. Because you're on the 24th, which is the same birthday as my sister. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. January 24th. I just turned 24. <gasps> well, happy and... golden birthday. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't even put two and two together. Happy. No, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> happy birthday. Um, it was honestly... Thank you. It was so much fun. But um, um you were born in Tri-Cities then, right? Or, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was born in Tri-Cities um, in Richland, actually. Oh, cool. And I really haven't moved. I have moved a couple different places, but nothing was ever super permanent. So I really have kind of grown up in Washington like mm-hmm. my whole life. So Riley and I, we grew up in Yakima, though. So still central Washington. So we have that all in common, which is crazy. Yeah. So we... um. Born and raised in Yakima, Washington. Did they call that the Palm Springs of Washington? They, did. they Unfortunately, still do. Yes, sadly. They did. Yeah. I know. I passed a sign every once in a while and I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, it's embarrassing. Because <laughs> it's definitely not anything close to the Palm Springs. It's nothing close to Palm Springs. Like, this is not a vacation destination whatsoever. But it happens to be a place that everyone. And I don't even know why they try. I don't know either. You'll get there one day. You never say never, right? And jump into the next segment. So first things first, like me and Ryan, we're very new. We just met each other through Kenzie. And so obviously I'm going to be learning today with everyone else too. But I just kind of want to start. Let's jump from the beginning. The beginning. You know what I mean? And so just tell us what you want to know. We want to know your life stories and your experiences. So I guess where I should start is I, like I said, I was born and raised in Washington. Um, I could kind of start with my interests. I feel like that's kind of where everything took off. So um, when I was younger, 
I did have like a lot of interests, but I wasn't really like super athletic or anything. So like that wasn't really up my alley. Like I really liked um, artistic, creative things. I loved playing with brat dolls and like groovy girls. It was like all of that. Some of the things that I liked to do was like, I just have this really distinct memory of my mom and I like making purses and phones out of like paper. Like, I don't even know how to explain how we did it. Like we would just fold paper and it would be um, like an all day project and we were finished with it. And I was like obsessed with it. Like I loved like taking paper. Cause when I was younger at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, like how am I taking paper and making a purse? That's crazy. Like what else can I do to make a purse? Like what else can I use? And so um, that was really cool. I was also super into those shows on TV. Um, it was, I think, Discovery Kids. It was called Trading Places or Trading Spaces, Boys versus Girls. And so, like, the girls would redesign, like, the boys' room. And the boys would, like, go in and redesign, like, the girls' room. I've never heard of this before. No way. It was, like, yeah. they were all really young. Like, they were our age. Like, they were, like, probably, like, between 10 and, like, 15 years old. And, like, they would have this group of people that would come in. And they would, like, take a girl and take a boy. And then they would, like, swap. And, like, the boys would design the girls' room. And the girls would design the boys' room. And it was, like, the most elaborate, like, crazy thing. And I loved that. So I think – so cool. Yeah. So that was cool. And then, like, another weird thing that I remember is, like, my – so my godmother introduced me. She's like a fabulous interior decorator. She's always been like really good at it. And so she introduced me to PotteryBarnTeen.com when I was Pottery like Barn. 11. <laughs> and so all day, every day, especially when I would go over to their house, like I would just sit on PotteryBarnTeen.com like all day and like go through and see what I would want to do and like decorate my room with or whatever. And so just always on, always creative, always feeling a little bit weird that I liked interesting things that other people didn't like. So I definitely felt like a little out of the loop on that. And then you definitely, especially when I think you're from a small town, you learn when you get older, but you don't know it when you're younger that there's politics and like social statuses to small towns. And that's a lot of the times with like teachers and their families and like their families are like popular in the, um, in like the city or Community. in the town that you're in. And so those people yeah. like naturally are like liked more or whatever. And so I, I, it seems like I fell into this group of um, plenty of people who were well liked in the community. And I am, uh, I was lucky and I guess like I befriended those people, but I was never like my, no one, like my parents weren't like teachers or coaches, like nothing like that. And so I definitely saw this, with the town that I'm from, an emphasis on sports and um, community and a lot of people liking similar things. And I think that's so amazing to have. Um, I think just for me, it was a little bit harder because it was um, it was harder to find a community of people that were like interested in like playing like pretend mm -hmm. like I played pretend till I was in like seventh grade and like sometimes I still do it's like whatever but um like it's just you know I I don't know if that was a way of like manifesting what I wanted or like feeling like maybe because I was younger I didn't have the opportunities that I wanted and I just wanted to be an adult so I just play pretend I like I don't know but I just know that I definitely felt like an oddball out of my friend group even though like I did have like really great friends and I, I, they never made me feel that way. I think it was just because of what I was doing and the relationship that I had in high school as well. Like it was just very consuming. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a little bit, no, oh, I feel it wasn't isolating, but it was like, I definitely got to know myself, uh, a lot in different ways. I feel like that's a really impressionable age. So I think that like the fact that you kind of dove into your interests right away and mm -hmm. didn't let the fear of like other people kind of changing the way you looked at things, even though you kind of had friends who might not have been in the same like interests as you mm -hmm. or all that kind of stuff. I feel like that's, that's really, really cool. And that you were exposed to those things super early on and were able to kind of navigate that. Something that yeah, I just okay. wanted to say real quick though, because like, I feel like a lot of what you said kind of resonates with like, me back in school but in a different way because I had like this constant thing of wanting to you know I I recognize that there was like certain families and certain people who just like were more involved and they were always classified as like more involved and everyone knew them because they were involved and so I like made it like a goal to like really just like place myself into like that situation where I could be involved or like be friends or like know the people who had those kind of connections 
But um, mm-hmm. I remember back in school, something that you said was like, you kind of just like you didn't, you always felt like not everybody else was like, like you. And so I wanted to mm-hmm. kind of talk about that. Like at what point or what moment, how old were you when you realized like, oh, I don't think everybody else thinks the, the way I think. That's a good question, but I actually do think I have an answer. I remember when I was a freshman going into high school, um, I had a friend who was like my best friend through middle school and like we, I could probably be the most like myself with her. Um, And we went to different high schools and we just like kind of slowly developed different interests. And so I think I felt around that point, I had um, friends at this new school that I was going to, but my best friend was going to a different one and it sucked really obviously because like I wasn't super confident I wasn't very like I liked myself but I think I was so so naive and I was so young at the time that I didn't know that like I needed to like improve my relationship with myself or like anything like self-help not at all um and so I think navigating that honestly I took a leadership class in high school and I was like a leadership kid and that really did help like I my teacher she helped me to be a little bit more confident and then I think also I'm I definitely played into like this social ladder and social hierarchy and like if you were in leadership and that was like kind of cool so I think I got a little bit of confidence from that which like is stupid but and then I started to realize that okay well people like me like I'm not like annoying people aren't like coming to me and being like I I don't sense this weird um stigma of people not liking me so maybe I should just like keep doing what I'm doing and I actually want to say I feel that is what I did all of um, like my childhood and early like adolescence high school even now like I didn't know why I was doing the things I was doing but they worked so I just did it and I feel like my 20s I've spent my early 20s re-engaging but why I do them Like, I go back and think about, well, why is it easy for me to talk to people um, sometimes, but not in this situation? And then it's like, oh, well, actually, because then I get kind of bad at it for a minute. Like, then I, like, psych myself out, and I'm, like, not all of a sudden good at it anymore. But then I have to, like, relearn why I was good at at it in the first place, if that makes sense. So it's like I'm just relearning all of these things now that maybe I was good at when I was younger, but then – all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I turned 20 and I was like, what's my foundation? Like, what is my belief system? What is, what do I want out of life? And all of these questions that just came pouring in that I didn't have an answer to, even though I thought I did, that made me really um, have like this pivotal moment of like, now I have to think about like the type of life and the type of person I want to be. I think that's like a such wow. a thing. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm sorry, I, that was so deep. No, it was great. Are you kidding? I feel like that's so relatable. I feel like okay, I'm good. so glad that you're bringing this up because, like, I feel like this is like I definitely when it comes to small towns, like you have this like feeling of you only have so many places to go, and so you kind of mm-hmm. feel like it's like almost easier to blend in, and you know exactly where you got to put yourself in order to do that. Which for me also was mm-hmm. leadership or like sports. For me, it was the thing too. Um, it was like a comfortable zone of like, this is who I am. This is going to be considered my identity when everyone thinks of my name. And so the yeah. fact that you question that afterwards and it's just like, okay, now that I don't have to worry about that stuff, like where did all those things that I had before mm-hmm. when I was like care- carefree, when I was like fearless, <laughs> I didn't worry about fitting in or filling in the holes of where everyone else was too. Like what were my powerful skills I had? before everyone else's like opinion started to become like a a matter exactly I don't know if this is kind of the same but I think of when you're like a child and children obviously like are going to be their like most authentic self in that Mm -hmm. moment because they don't fear the opinions of other people and and so maybe comments are made or something like you hit a certain point when you're like in a young teenage even prior to that um age group that like you start to care about the opinions Mm -hmm. of other people and it's interesting that like that goes on until there's a time where you're like okay I don't need to impress this group right so who am I and I think that comes with a lot of like Mm self-realization because I think when you understand who you are a little bit better that's when you can like okay well if I'm if I don't know anything about myself except for this little piece of like information like where is that going to take me yeah like that's exactly what I said um like growing up Literally for me, like in my most 
genuine sense of way I can put it was like um, discovering and finding my inner child, like reassociating with that like person or that little kid. And like, what did I find so enjoyable when I was younger and why? And then how does that translate into like my profession and my career today? Or even just my interest and who mm-hmm. I am, you know? Totally. Oh, that is so crazy how it kind of comes full circle after. I wish that it wasn't like that, but I feel like it's almost inevitable. I actually, I agree. And I also feel like it's almost a, in a way, it can almost be a good thing because then when you get older, you do realize how susceptible we are to people's opinions, even the ones that they place on us that we don't know. Mm -hmm. And I just think it like reiterates to us like, okay, I was happy before I knew this information that this person knew about me, or I was happy before I knew what this person thought of me or whatever. So why is it? Why is that affecting me so much now? Yeah, I think it gets to a point where I think a lot of adults and people our age and even older, like some people realize it a lot older than we are now. That's like they stop for a second. They reevaluate their life and they're like, okay, who's really driving? Am I the Mm -hmm. one driving this car or is this somebody else's like everyone else is like putting me into a direction because that's what I feel like I should be. Um, I feel like that's something that I see a lot, especially when it comes to a point where you're like, people are so focused on like building up, like say their career. They're like, they don't even really understand like the foundation of what kind of values even plays into like how they're making decisions. We go, we're getting deep and I want to keep it this way. Um, But translating into now what you do today and what you enjoy. So maybe talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about that and how your previous lessons have brought you to where you are. Well, I definitely think going back on the whole discovering my inner child, that's kind of where I associated so I went through a lot just from the ages of like 17 or 18 to like 22 um and it was a lot so basically I got a divorce and I got married oh <laughs> which is crazy um my, I got married I got married when I was 19 and it was just because I was really young and naive and I think that definitely like woke me up to being like oh my god I literally have just been on standby these past five years. Like I've not, I didn't make decisions for myself. I wasn't thinking for myself because I didn't know how to think for myself and I didn't know what I wanted. I ha- That was my initial, oh my God, I literally know nothing. Like I literally know nothing about myself. Like this is, this is my like ground zero basically. So I was 21 and I wasn't married anymore. And I just was like starting fresh, starting yeah. over. And for me, I was like, I had no idea that was going to happen. I spent my entire high school like in a relationship and um, thinking like about nothing but the current moment and like just all of these uh, things that I would think about and daydream about. And I was so eccentric when I came to or when it came to daydreaming. And I, you know, there was all of these things that I thought were just going to happen because I expected them to. And I had no sense literally no sense of hard work or effort or anything that anything that required an ounce of work I just had no idea about and so that really came very quickly to me that you know marriage and things like that wasn't what I wanted at that age and I had so much to learn about myself that I couldn't possibly be in a relationship with anybody but myself at that time like that was crazy and I was like whoa but I say that and then I have a boyfriend now so it's not like I was like super self-help but I mean there's a difference between having a boyfriend like a couple years after you've gone through all that than being married again or like yeah starting that whole chapter over I feel like you needed to go through that and then oh yeah you know rediscover yourself and then now you can channel that energy now that you have discovered yourself more into another person because you love yourself and you put yourself and you prioritize yourself first and even in I mean, I would never say toxic relationships or any toxic situation or unhealthy situation is ever a good, like, thing, but I think good things can come out of all situations, and um, I for sure learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about the things that I didn't like about myself, and I also learned a lot at least about the relationship that I was in where I felt unhappy in it, so I kind of just reiterated to myself, like, obviously, if I'm unhappy, that's a sign something is wrong and so at least by the end of all of this I was like I don't know who I am but I also now know what I don't want that's a good point I, I I'm picturing it now so I'm like so you're 19 20 you're married and what at what point or what was it that you felt like was missing 
from your life? I think my sense of self, 1000%. I, um, and it's at fault to no one but me. Like I just didn't know how to navigate. I literally don't know how to explain it any other way than I genuinely did not know anything. Like I was so naive. I was so unaware of just life and like how it worked out. Like I was looking at like $600,000 homes thinking like, oh, yeah, of course I'm going to own one of these one day. Like with no plan. Like I always knew. And that's the thing is I always knew that I was creative. I always knew that I loved fashion and art and all of that. And I wanted to be a part of it. But I just, I just assumed it was going to, I literally don't know what I was thinking. I remember getting an Instagram comment when I was like 19, about to turn 20. And I just like, it was when I was like doing influencer stuff at the time. And so like someone that I didn't know commented on a photo. She said, it's so incredible that you like already are so far into your career at such a young age. And I remember immediately was like, what a joke. Like, I can't believe I'm making all of these people think that I have my life together when I am so far opposite. I, I didn't even, and that was, I think my first, my first like visit with um, the realities of social media and how obviously everything isn't perceived the same way as it is online versus real life. And, um, that was, I think something I had to focus on a lot was realizing that like my authentic self really wasn't showing. Like I got into this rhythm of like posting pictures and stuff. And then like, it just kind of kept going and they were no longer like really authentic. It was just a physical picture. Cause I was like creative and I wanted to do it, but my life was like not what it was representing. I don't think that's always a bad thing because I feel like that's kind of what it's for. It's like a highlight reel. You put out cute pictures and aesthetic pictures because you like that theme or style or whatever, but it sucks that the intention is not to, I know that your intention is never to like put out something falsely, but then when someone says something like that, you're like, oh, like let me I, set back for mm -hmm. a second. Like, I don't want to ever be perceived as like, you know, one way on social media, one way or another, but I can unintentionally do that just because of the way that I'm presenting filters or just anything mm -hmm. that's like just for aesthetic purposes, for yeah. fun, well, like creative. Sucks. Yeah. It sucks so bad because I mean, I've been going through this now. Like I still love my, I would say still my passion and the things that like get me to do things are creativity and being able to like express and like showcase like my thoughts and expressions and I think what was so hard about that whole process was I felt like I literally woke up one day and was like, I just don't know anything about myself. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why I like the things that I like. I don't know why and what has inspired me. I've never thought about it. And so it was just like this all consuming, just like horrible feeling. But it did help. Like I was like, okay. So then that really, uh, it really threw me into figuring out why I like the things that I like. And it was so hard. That was so hard because I overthought everything. And then especially, and that was one thing that I wanted to talk about when it came to influencing is, you know, I was posting all of these pictures. People were saying all of these things like, oh, they're incredible. They're great. They're so put together. And I didn't, care at all like I was like hell yeah I'll let them think I'm put together like I love that like I was depressed I was sad but I don't know I just didn't care like I was like I still want to take cute pictures and like I think because I didn't care or realize maybe what it was representing to other people I just was like it's cute picture I'm gonna post it mm -hmm. and it this past year I would say um all of obviously like quarantine and then all of 2021 beginning of 2022 has really if I were to have a conversation with myself two years ago with me now it would be like talking to a different person and I've never meant that more than like that like I, I've never met anything more like I really have um I've just learned so much more about myself and I've changed things or I've recognized things that I never thought I'd be able to change and it's so empowering because I think um, I was afraid of a lot of things that I shouldn't have been afraid of, like learning and growing and all of these different things. And so I'm, I don't know, I feel that my whole approach to social media has changed, but it's also because I fell into thinking everybody else's life was perfect too. And then I realized, oh my God, no, it's not. Mm -hmm. And just a side note, like I was doing some stalking on Ryan's Instagram and I was trying to figure out like, oh, what do I think I want to talk about for this podcast with her and ask questions and like, 
one thing I noticed was the way that your Instagram evolved Mm -hmm. and how much more I saw you because I know you in like that transitional period. Like when it went from like the highly saturated 2000, what? I don't even know, like 16, 16, 18, like super orange. (laughs) That was the same on like YouTube when it was highly saturated Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. So I just, I saw that transition. I also saw within the transition of just your themes. So like all these micro transitions and how much you like, I feel like you show so much more of yourself now than you did back then. And just in like the picture evolving. And I think that's so cool. It's crazy. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Sometimes I forget that I was so young when I started it. Mm-hmm. And like now there's kids that are so much younger than I was, right. which is crazy to me. It kind of raises the question to me is like, does authenticity sell? Like the people, I feel like in certain situations, like I say TikTok is a really good app for like when people really genuinely, will, they don't have any like shame in sending out like some of their losses and their failures and telling that story. But I guess Instagram can be a different story too. Have you kind of seen a difference in your following from the beginning of when you started off and focused on the cute pictures to kind of like moving into now where it's just more about like you as a person? Yes. And I think that's changed a lot. One, because I think social media changes so quickly anyways, because it's so new and there's always like a new trend and just something's always changing. But yes, I remember when I started like gaining a little bit of like attraction when I was doing social media, um, it was super curated, highly edited, very editorial looking. And I think that times have changed as like a whole where people don't really post those photos anymore anyways, just because we did become very like Instagram became like very saturated with that. And then obviously like the authenticity part was like a very big thing where people were calling like obvious bullshit you know so it was like okay but um I think there was like a transitional point in my life that reflects on Instagram so like when you see all of these like highly edited photos and then all of a sudden you kind of start to see like more normal photos Mm -hmm. it's like this transition like that literally is the time frame of when I was like oh my god I don't know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. I don't know what persona I'm leading like I was so confused because I just didn't know and I I hated that feeling. I felt so lost. I feel so sad for me then because I just didn't know anything. Like I literally don't know how to say other than like I just did not know anything. But social media helped a lot because I did make a lot of friends and real friends, which is like crazy. I mean, I've met up with all of these people. My roommate in New York, I met through social media. Like I, I owe so much of my life to the app which is crazy like literally actually crazy when you say that like I don't want to sound like I'm just like social media (laughs) but it really did like I think I it helped me as shitty as it sounds like it did help me like gain this false sense of confidence Mm -hmm. because like oh people are liking my photos so like that's cool like I'm I'm desirable all of a sudden and obviously with time that made me have like a big head or something probably Mm -hmm. or just think that I was like Not that I was better, but I think I probably felt like, I don't know the best way to word it. Like I had, yeah, I think it's a false sense of confidence. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to put it is like social media can provide you sometimes this blanket of confidence that you wouldn't normally have. There's so many like layers to it. So there's like the, the, Mm -hmm. you know, there's what you know, you know, behind the scenes of like what you feel like and who you really are then there's the side that everyone sees that you put out to people like you choose to put out to people and then there's a perception that people have on what you give them and -hmm. there's just like so many directions to come from it and it's just like I think that one of the biggest things could be is like people are very trusting of what they see on social media and we keep on pushing and pushing the fact that like hey like on social media it's a form of art people use it as a form of art and not necessarily what they're putting out there is actually what's true, but allow them to have that platform for their own art. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if everyone kind of understood that part, it wouldn't put people in these weird, these crazy directions of like kind of losing their sense of self. But what I also feel mm-hmm. like is beautiful and it's not always necessarily talked about because there's like this whole movement, a kind of like getting away from the anxieties of social media, but like social media can be helpful for people. It can be an empowering tool for people to share their like loves and passions and like their their art, and that's kind of what it did for you. Is that it gave you that sense of confidence in yourself? I think if you can make 
make yourself believe what you're putting out there. It's like faking it till you make it until you actually believe it kind of way. Right. And that's, I think, kind of what happened to me because I really don't know how to explain it. I think I've always grown up like 50% confident and 50% not confident. Like I don't, it's either on or it's off and I don't know how else to explain it. So it's like, I can never say that I wasn't a confident person, but I can also, on the flip side, say that because it's true. It just depended on the situation, which is probably true for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But. That's very relatable. 100%. Things that make you feel like your most authentic self are the things that are going to make you the most confident and the things that don't or that could like intimidate you a little bit are the things that I feel that you lack that self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And that literally goes for everybody, I think. And it's not that you're not confident, but it just depends on the... The situation, the, scenario, the situation, yeah. all of it. Yeah. I want to thank you for sharing that seriously because, like, we're talking about kind of like around like social media and I um, finding your identity in a um, in that sense. But I feel like this is a hundred percent something that is applicable in just any shape and form. It doesn't have to be social media. Like you're always putting up a front. You're always representing yourself in front of other people in a certain way to get a certain reaction out of other people for whatever purpose you, it may be like say like business say it's like in general life getting into a relationship like it's all about like kind of finding a way for whatever is on the inside matching what you're putting out on the outside so I really do appreciate that Mm -hmm. message you shared yeah me too just a bundle of like I I feel like I'm just like an onion you just keep going and there's just all these new facts that no one knows (laughs) I love that though do you feel like you have found a sense of what your passion is and how are you working your way into doing that now today in your work, in your school, in your personal life? Yeah, yes and no, but mostly yes. I think I, I think it's like a, a twofold. I think you need, I had to, my biggest issue I think was I needed to learn how to learn. I needed to learn how to learn about myself and retain like information. And I know that sounds weird, but like literally, I think it's because I have ADD or ADHD, but I could do something or say something to myself so many times and it just not resonate the way it would, I think, probably to somebody else. And it would be harder for me to recognize the importance of things because I just kind of was like, eh, it's whatever, like, not a big deal, whatever, whatever. And so, so eventually that like that caught up to me and <laughs> that gets me in trouble sometimes. But um, passion for me, I think I've found what makes me passionate and how to be passionate about something because that was what I was explaining with that twofold. You have to learn how to be passionate, but you also have to then do it and like do whatever you it is you want to do with that passion. Um, And so for me, first I had to learn and experience a little bit more about what I liked. And now I feel pretty confident in that, which is so nice because I think when you come from a place of not knowing exactly what you want to represent or maybe having an idea of it but not completely working out the specifics once you kind of do nail it down you're like okay like I've been working on this long enough that now I know what to do like now that it's clear and I see it and I've been working on it if you trust the process then it's like okay and I feel like a couple of um ways that I found my passion And I wouldn't even say my passion because I know I probably have a million and I'll discover a million more. But like as of now, I guess an example, like I really, I really enjoy design and um, visual elements. And so it's great for my job because at first I was like, okay, that only means I could be like a photographer, a graphic designer. But that's so not true. I didn't know that at all. But as you, I think I had this huge fear because I had an idea and I watched all these movies about what it looks like when you enter the workforce and when you are an intern and when you have all these, it sounds scary and it sounds miserable and it seems like you have to change your whole lifestyle around and you have to move to this big city. And that's terrifying because of course I wanted to move to New York, but I was not in the position. I didn't do a bunch of extracurricular activities. I wasn't great at math. I wasn't, you know, like all of these things that you think you need to be in this ideal is so not true. I mean, I remember when I was 19 and I went to New York and I sat down with um, this woman who works at Instagram and she's amazing. She sat me down and she was talking through her experience of when she 
um, was first like an intern and she worked at all of these amazing places. And I just was so in awe. And I was like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to move to New York and like go and work for a magazine company. Like that sounds so out of reach, even though it didn't, but like it did. So basically what I do at my job is I work in influencer marketing, but I'm more of a consultant. And so I work at a consultancy called Dialogue New York City. And it's amazing. I actually think that once I started this internship, so I started it back in June or May, I think, of 2020, or excuse me, 2021. So last June I started it and it was amazing. And basically what I did was I reached out to a handful of companies that I had actually worked with previously. So on the other side though, like they would send me things or I would work with them on collaborative projects. And basically I do the opposite now. I'm the one that reaches out and says, Hey, do you want to work on a project with us? Or, Hey, can we do this? You know? And so it's, it's cool because it came full circle, but I also had no idea that I would find so much joy in the production and the behind the scenes. And it's so much different. I think I wish I could have told myself when I was younger to not read so much into movies or societal things, even though I obviously, I would not have listened to myself. But just if you saw things through your own perspective, I think that would have helped me a lot and not being so afraid of the workforce in general, because I was terrified. I 100% like, I think that's a really good point you just made, because um, I think a lot of people get wrapped up in the titles and the the people's like long list of like important and well-known firms they've oh worked God, with. Yeah. And then they, you get told these things and you're like, okay, shoot, imposter syndrome is settling in. I don't know if this mm-hmm. is like the place I'm supposed to be, but then you got to think for a second and be like, how the heck did I even get into this conversation? You're obviously exactly where you need to be. Like there's value. You could bring value. It doesn't matter how much schooling you have. It's about how hard you work. It's about how much your effort you're willing to put into what you love to do because you can bring out just as much value as anybody else who has like a long list of, you know, resume points. Mm -hmm. So, Well, and I think that's so important too because I think imposter syndrome is probably going to just get worse for everybody. But I think that, it's so beneficial for yourself to realize that you are there for a reason. And if anything, if you're ever feeling like you don't belong there, you don't deserve to be there, or for whatever reason, I think I realized I had this like epiphany or this idea that my boss, first of all, just like everybody I work with and like my whole team are actually like angels, incredible people. Um, but my boss specifically is so inspiring because if I can look in a room and I can see, you know, maybe like what she's doing, she obviously had taken the proper steps to get to where she was. And if she can do that and I can have a normal conversation with her and I think she's really cool and really interesting and a very like beautiful, normal human being, then why can't I? Mm -hmm. And if I like valued myself in the same way, So I think it started for me to become more of like a self-respect thing and not just, oh, I belong here. A hundred percent. I like that perspective because it's like, it's not so much like questioning the external like environment. It's more looking into yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, and honestly, I feel like that kind of contributes to the problem more 90% than anything else, like 90% of the time than anything Mm -hmm. else. A hundred percent. I think that I could have done. I think I could have been way farther along than I am now if I would have had a different self-perception of me from an earlier time, but I also wouldn't be who I am now if all those things didn't happen, so. Write that shit down. I'm just saying, write that down. (laughs) No kidding. Where's my notebook? (laughs) Making notes, baddies? I doubt you are. Go pull out your notepad right now and write that down. I feel like we need to disclaim that in every podcast episode with a guest. Like, hey, get your notebooks out. It's time to take some notes. No, every honestly, I start to take notes now on podcasts. Mm-hmm. I did this. Um, I was listening to like a relationship podcast, and I was like, oh, that was like a good quote. <laughs> I love that. Classes. I know. Session. I feel like there's times where I'm listening to one, and I'm like, oh, that was that was good. 
That was a good quote. I even did that one time when I was re-listening to one of our podcasts. I was like, oh, I was like, wait, Riley said that. That's literally what Riley said. Oh, good job. <laughs> I love when you surprise yourself when you say something and you're like, oh my wait God. Wait a second. That sounds so good. smart. Like, hopefully <laughs> someone writes that down and enjoys that. Yes, you're welcome. We guys are spitting out freaking Instagram bios right at you guys daily. So let's go. Period. <laughs> I'm really interested in like the projects you have worked on and like what are some that you either regret maybe or didn't like as much versus the ones that you really felt like made an impact on you and was or even just that was like super cool that you're like you're at like in an out-of-body experience almost I'm just curious what your favorite projects were and your least favorite okay so I would say the first well okay let me do this the very first collaboration I ever ever did for a social media post was this brand of jewelry and they had like a decent sized following but they were also kind of one of those brands that just has like a lot of like influencers and they just like Mm -hmm. send out a lot of stuff anyways I think but it was a jewelry brand and I reached out to them and I was like I love your product I I had no idea what I was saying I just was like trying to sound professional and I was like I shoot content (laughs) and they got back and they were like oh my god yeah like let me send you some jewelry and so I was like oh my god like I can't believe it and it was like I think it was my um my sign like Aquarius I think it had like a pendant and it was like the star alignment and I was like I could probably pull up the post but it was so long ago it was like probably four years ago but um after that once I started reaching out to people, it started to take off and then people reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. The one thing though, is it the only time I ever do wish that I would have been older when I was doing this influencing was I wish that I would have like understood the importance of like the relationships that I was making. Cause there's probably so many relationships and opportunities that I missed out on because I just didn't really see them as a real person and I know that sounds so bad but it's because they were just like it was an email and like I didn't know I was never in business I was never I'm a kid like I was literally a kid Mm -hmm. so I just it was a it could have been an automated response and I would have been like whatever but um so I was like sending these messages and like you know it was super awesome and I started working more and more with people and so I would say my favorite brand I've ever worked with though there's like a couple so my favorite I guess I'll just say like my favorite opportunities. So I had worked with this department store one time and it was so cool. They gave me like a budget to pick out a few products and then they also like paid me on top of it. So that was so cool. Like I was like, oh my God, like what the heck? Like I literally shop at your store and now you're like, what? So I was just blown away. Like I was like, oh my God. But then um, I would say my second or maybe like my first favorite um yeah, I won't say the name, but it was an athletic wear brand and they are so cool and their products are so soft. And so when I tried them on, I literally felt like I cannot believe I'm cool enough or relevant that they sent me this, which I'm honestly not. So I don't really know why they did, but I don't know. I was super excited. How popular are we talking with this fitness brand? Like, I feel like... like- majority of people know the brand if you really want to know you can go on my instagram it's tagged but <laughs> there you go anyways you no. see what we did there yeah we, we see what you did <laughs> thank you yeah go look yeah at mm-hmm. ryan nicole no i'm kidding <laughs> no tell it girl it's like it. actually it is ryan nicole but like you definitely don't have to follow me if you want to. <laughs> there's people um that like i follow on social media that are so good at what they do like they i mean i you know like i see people who get brand deals from home builders if they mention like that's crazy to me and I think it really is like it's a supplemental income and like if that's gonna work for you then like do it you know it's it's a very it's it's really crazy influencing in general or just being on social media and like it it really is like the most like wild thing because you know social media is kind of like a world within a world in a way are there brands that you like totally got asked for and refused to work with them Um, for maybe like you you weren't familiar with the product or service or something like that yeah there's yeah I mean like my inbox would be kind of like there was constantly emails coming through but majority of them were just like 
fake or like Mm -hmm. bogus or bots or like do you want to increase your following and I'm sure everybody gets those now but I mean especially like at the time a lot of them were bots but no I, I definitely got some asks by legitimate brands but you know how did you distinguish between them? Was that really challenging when you started getting yeah, asked? It was. I mean, yes and no. I think because I was just going off of my gut on if I would enjoy the product or not. But I also think that when I was younger, social media and the age that you're at is so important because I was a little bit younger. And so I didn't know. There were certain things that like I wish I would have tried a product more before I posted it or I wish I would have done like this or this Mm -hmm. but I would say maybe a year into influencing I kind of got pretty picky about like who I would want to work with and who I wouldn't but it was it's so funny because it's like I say oh who I would want to work with but Mm -hmm. I literally don't even look at it like that because it was I just it was more fun for you yeah it was just fun like I was like oh you want to send me stuff yeah shoot all right you were honored to be in this yeah like it wasn't a job it wasn't a anything it Mm -hmm. was just fun yeah I don't know how else to describe it other than like it was fun and it was enjoyable Mm -hmm. and I loved taking pictures and it just happened I think it's so cool that I don't know social media nowadays and influencing nowadays is a lot different than it probably was when you were yeah I don't know that's I think why I keep going back and forth with just influence or influencing in general is because I saw it from one side and now with my current position at work, like I see it from a different Mm -hmm. perspective and I just kick myself because, you know, this is my livelihood now because I'm, I work for a company that manages these things, you know? And so obviously that's like my livelihood. And so now I just kind of wish I would have taken it more seriously for the sake of the people I was working with. Mm -hmm. Cause I know that there was times where like, I didn't get like, pictures to them on time or I didn't if I ever was paid like I didn't get an invoice on time I just kind of treated it as if it was a hobby and I so kick myself for that because I realize now that that was people like those are people's jobs and you can't like you can't just be like oh like thanks like when it's literally like their career and like you know you have to track these things and you know I now know what I would expect from someone if I was gifting them a product Mm -hmm. and what I would hope for in return Mm -hmm. and so now it's like I place more value on that where if someone was sending me something and I really don't, I don't really do like gifted paid. I don't really do it anymore in general, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Like people will still send me stuff and I love it, but it's mostly established relationships that I've already made. I valued social media so much and I felt like that's what made you a human being. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, obviously, since I have recognized that human connection is what gives us this gratification Mm -hmm. that now I just want to make these relationships, but off of the internet and in real life yeah because I literally feel like I grew up being like yeah I was on social media and stuff but this last four year five years of my life have been very much online Mm -hmm. so now I feel like I'm starting to get to this place in life where I would like all of these things to still be happening but like offline and meet these people and my friends and these opportunities in person and not just remotely or you know I just love it. It's very timely because I'm seeing like a lot of the younger generation who had to like they had to be no. online. They had to, they were forced to like they had no choice. We're going into the third year of, you know, a pandemic. And like there's all these people who like you're you are transitioning into like now you just truly understand how important it is to have in-person relationships. But it's like mm-hmm. in a world that it's just not even like considered the norm anymore. It's kind of sad to think about in a way. I think it's fascinating that we were kind of in that generation that we grew up with out social media Mm -hmm. when we were really young, but we grew up when we were in the prime time of growing up when social media became relevant. Mm -hmm. And now there are these, like I think of my sister's generation, she's 15 and like they're growing up in their prime stages of life with things like TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, this is insane Mm -hmm. that from the very start they were exposed to all of this Mm -hmm. stuff and we got the I feel like we got a little bit better on the end of the deal because we understand the older generation's perspectives but we also see the value of it but we can balance it out a little bit healthier maybe than say like 
I just say I'm I'm worried for the future generations that are exposed well, to hard, so much. You know, because I think I think our parents and grandparents probably thought the same thing for us. You mm-hmm. know, because they, it's all new. Like we are only so good with what we know mm-hmm. until there's something new. And obviously, like our experience and the way that we grew up, it was half digital, half maybe not. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool for us, and so we're so grateful for that. But this new generation. So my sister, she just turned ten, and um. You know, she's so knowledgeable, obviously. Like, she knows exactly what to do with an iPhone. She knows. And I think maybe I would have been that way when I was her age. But obviously, it's just crazy. The the amount of information that we're exposed to compared to what people our age were exposed to 20 years ago is so different. I don't know because I want to say I'm worried, but I don't think I'm worried. I think I'm more interested to see how it's going to unfold and what it's going to just continue to change. Like, what is going to be different? that the generations that come after us, what are they going to do different than we do? And we're going to look at them and say, you guys are so stupid. What are you doing? And they're just like, you guys are stupid. We're doing it the better way, you know? So that's what I think of when I think of like, is it good for them or Mm -hmm. is it not good? Like, I think it has the power to be both, Mm -hmm. but it's scary because it can go either way. I'm like, I am worried too in the sense that like, I want people – I would never want in-person interaction to ever like be considered like the secondary because right. I do think that like if we continue on the path that we are, I feel like people are going to forget the value that comes into interacting with people. Like you don't get yeah. to stop recording and like re-record. You don't get to delete that message yeah, and then yeah. rewrite it until it's perfect. Like you are face to face. You have one shot to talk to somebody. You have one shot to make an impression and it shouldn't be scary and it shouldn't get, provide anxiety. Like I think it should be something becomes well, yeah. normal and it's important skills to have and that's all I want the younger generation to understand is like feeling um like those feelings are completely normal and it just takes a little bit of practice like you just like got to put yourself out there as much as you can because if we forget Mm -hmm. that like what is the world going to turn into if we never ever have like if we stick to screens but I also agree with your perspective because there could be something amazing that comes out of this I feel like between at least for social media or things I don't know, in the social media realm, I feel like have already have gotten better than mm-hmm. they were maybe right when, you know, Instagram and Facebook like came out or like social media platforms came out. Because I remember just in like middle school, junior high, when those things were starting to come out a little bit and there was a ton of cyberbullying and that's still very relevant. And especially for like certain platforms, it's even more relevant. But I feel like the way that we handle it is a lot different now mm-hmm. and there's more acceptance. I don't know. I feel like there's always going to be both and like we've we're going to say and we have said that there's going to be positive and negatives to all things mm-hmm. when it comes to media but i do think that in the direction that it's going i feel like it is getting better mm-hmm. i think for so. the majority I feel, maybe i don't know i think i feel like more comfortable mm-hmm. with social media i would say like i feel more comfortable sharing more about like me as like mm-hmm. a normal like person and not like feeling the need to be um like always on or like whatever but the one thing that I do kind of think about sometimes is when I'm like online or like when I'm on social media I'm just like very curious and like aware of how I'm using my time like Mm -hmm. am I thinking like oh I want to do this I want to do this I want to look like her I want to be like this or am I thinking like just like what being curious and like being aware of like my thought process as I'm like scrolling and like what is my purpose and what am I doing and it's like kind of hard because you have to think about it, but it's like just be honest with yourself. Like, there's so many times where I'm like, "Damn, I wish I looked like that." Yeah. But it's like, well, I don't, and that's and they fine. Probably don't, but like, they probably don't either. Exactly, and like, I still like the I like myself. Like, and I don't have to look like Kendall Jenner to like myself, mm-hmm. you know. And that's just fine. That's such a unique. I didn't. Even, I've never thought about that before in the sense of like reflecting on your thoughts while you're scrolling through like social media. Like, obviously, everybody thinks, but sometimes you unconsciously just, like, think of these Mm -hmm. little, like, comments in your head without even, like, Mm -hmm. really grasping on to what you're actually thinking. Yeah. And that's kind of a little weird to me. Yeah, like, you know when sometimes, like, you're looking through a photo and, like, you see a photo or something and maybe it's, like, a photo of a girl or a boy or whatever. Maybe I – okay, so I've noticed this is something that I do – Whenever I take a picture of myself or I have, like, someone else take a picture of me, I immediately, like, 
look at certain things, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, is my hair doing that one thing it always does that's weird that I don't like? Or you you have these things that you just know. Um, And I think subconsciously sometimes when I am going on social media, um, I've gotten a lot better at it. But I think I was looking at the things that I would look at myself on other people. Mm -hmm. And so then I started to be like, oh, like she has a better look than I did on Mm -hmm. that. Or like she looks better in this than I did. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, just like the most random things. But I didn't know it at all until I started paying attention to it. And I started paying attention to my thought process while I was online. And it's one of those things that I think people will tell you like, oh, just like be aware. And like, it's so redundant. And it's such a Everybody is like always saying the same thing when it comes to social media. Like, just be aware, be cautious, know that everything's not real. And it's like, geez, all right. What am I? But I'm still seeing it. We all know it, but we. But like, I still see it. I still want to take those types of pictures. Like, what, you know, like, what do I do? And I think ultimately, I think social media should be used in the way that you want to use it. But you have to recognize that the way you use it may not be the way everybody uses it. And I think if you can understand that, then you'll be fine on social media. It's such a mind game that we're playing every single day. Like Mm -hmm. what you're absorbing in your every single, like in your daily practice is like, it's going to be add up to who you are. It's just how it is. It's going to add up to what you think. My favorite quote of all time is Mm -hmm. your mentality dictates your reality. So it's like, if you go at Mm -hmm. it with a certain mentality, understanding that like not everything you see is like, what it actually is it's just what you perceive of it i guess since we're getting to the end of the podcast i feel like we should address anything else that you wanted to talk about ryan Ooh. yeah so anything that like if you had a message to you want it could be like speed mode it could be random hot takes it could be just like a topic that you, if you wanted to talk if about if you had like one, one i can think of a thing you wanted to send to yes. the world this All is right. your moment Okay. I feel the biggest lesson I've learned over the course of what I feel like is the most important and like pivotal moments of my life is it literally is the little things. In every situation, what matters most is the small things because the big things don't exist if you don't do the small things Mm -hmm. or the big problems don't exist if you don't handle or if you handle the small things first or if it's like stepping stones, you know? So every little thing whether that's your career or your mental health or the way you get dressed in the morning, every single thing you do, I feel like can be creative directed by you and it makes or breaks your day. Yeah. So be the, like, I guess you're so in control of your own life. Yeah. Just like be your own creative director of your life. And it really is just the small things. I swear. I think we all like slow down a little bit and maybe I'm just saying that because that's the problem that I have is being such a speed walker I literally speed walk I like always so fast like I'm just my mind is thinking so fast I think just slow down and appreciate the little things like and just be aware of the small things just yeah just that's all I have to say it's yeah just sit down (laughs) and appreciate I I struggle with the same thing so I'm so glad you said that me too and we're in such a time of instant gratification that it's so easy to fall into wanting things immediately. But I don't know. I feel like if you just enjoy the small things that you have and like you said, an abundance mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think with, especially in our phase of life being in our twenties, I feel like it's a time where a lot of change occurs. And so it's really easy to be, on top of or trying to be on top of the next big thing when in reality like you said little things are the things that matter most and being present in all areas of life is good because Mm -hmm. if you speed up ahead trying to plan for the next big thing so like if it was for me like post-graduation like if I'm trying to plan Mm -hmm. all this rather than enjoying my last semester of college I'm just going to be like worried and stressed Mm -hmm. and anxious about all of these things that are completely out of my control right now right and so I think there um, that kind of translates into I was listening to either a podcast or I was reading an article or something. It was about like even in big success. So if you got that really cool job that you wanted, it's not getting the cool job that you wanted. That is the big reward. It's all the things that lead up to it. Mm-hmm. It's the, the work little that things. you did. And oh, 
just reminds me of that One Direction song, all the little things. Oh my god, literally. <laughs> literally. But it's so true. It's so true in all phases of life. It's just like reminding yourself that like it's never gonna be like the instant gratification that you speak of that you get online. Like you don't, you can't just click on something you automatically get a return. Like it's it. Life is just a series of steps, and the only way to get to the things that are truly like worthy of being obtained is gonna take time. It's going to take hard work. It's going to take pain. It's going to take struggle sometimes. And in whatever capacity that pain looks like, it, it's just normal. It's just kind of what it takes. And so I feel like hopefully everyone can understand that like pain is necessary in certain ways, but it it's going to be amazing when you kind of get to that point. agree with you thank you so much ryan for sitting down with us today on baddies mean business you're always welcome back and we are super excited to see what 2022 brings to you sister thank you so much of course anything else you would like to say thank you so much your Um, final final comments to the people to the baddies no just make sure you subscribe to baddies mean business period (laughs) do that thing if i'm an influencer if i truly am then i will influence you to (laughs) hop on the baddies mean business podcast thank you and that's all for today people thank you guys so much thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode if you guys would like to connect to ryan ryan go ahead and drop your information girl my instagram is ryan nicole with two e's and two n's and ryan just come hang out if you want i'm not really an influencer anymore but if you want to hang out with me that's fine you can do that too absolutely <laughs> we love her instagram so you definitely should 100 percent. it's it's amazing and so if you guys like today's episode please go ahead and subscribe to our podcast if you would like to see more about baddies mean business go ahead and follow us on instagram at baddies mean business and we even have a website up and coming developing at the moment but you can visit us at baddiesmeanbusiness.com and go ahead and leave us a little note or review in the comment section at the bottom of the page. Thank you guys so much. And we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye baddies. Bye.